Hello and welcome to episode three of the Daily MTG Podcast. I'm your host, Trick Jarrett, here on the new recording rig, along with my co-hosts, Tifa Mayan and Mike Robles, and our special guest, Monty Ashley, the author of every, well, almost every arcana you've ever read. You are the magic web producer, right? I am the magic web producer. I'm exactly like a mystical spider. Of the web. Sure. Sure. Produces magic webs. (laughs) Monty and I work really closely together throughout the week uh, making Daily MTG happen. You know, it's... We, we yell at each other quite frequently. We don't yell. We, we, we stand close to each other and talk in very intense voices <laughs> and point our fingers inches from each other's face. But it's I not yelling. close enough to hear it. Yeah. Tifa's witness. She sees the, the, the brutality as it happens in the office. But uh, how are you guys doing? How's everyone? Uh, Tifa, how are you doing? I'm good. good. I had a great weekend. I drafted RTR multiple times and only lost two matches. Such a spike. Drafted three times. Oh, yeah, nice. Mike, how you doing? I'm I'm good. Today is the start of the 2012 Magic Online Community Cup. That's right. Um, and even though this will come out next week and it'll be over, it started today as as we're recording right now. The cube draft is going on, and I got to watch the cube draft, and I'm just I'm excited. Like everything I've been working towards this year came to a head today. It, it's really awesome. We're going to talk more about it coming yes, up. So yes, we are. hopefully you guys got to follow the coverage live because this is the first year we're doing live coverage, oh, which man, is now so of course. Good archived coverage but particularly of interest is is that a few weeks ago for you all a week ago for us was the pro tour here in seattle we have pro tour return to ravnica now who got to go i know i was there working coverage i was there i got to watch coverage live (laughs) uh mike or monty uh no i went to pro tours for about six solid years so i decided to stop going to them unless i was actually working at them now you've actually been at wizards for like Forever, fifteen years. Fifteen yes. I started years. Yeah. In that's, that's I started in nineteen ninety-seven. So, were you doing pro tours at that point, or was that later in your career? Uh, here in nineteen ninety-eight, I became editor of Sideboard Magazine, which Whoa, was. Oh, I, I have copies. Or I had. I shouldn't say have. I had copies of those. That was the magazine about the tournament scene, the pro tours. So I had to go to every pro tour, starting with the pro tour in New York in nineteen ninety-eight. That was John Finkel's first win. Oh yeah. And then I went to. Every Pro Tour and U.S. Nationals for the next five or six years until I was moved up a level and other people came in to be the editor of the magazine. Gotcha. But you didn't get to go this week into Return to Ravnica, though. That's right. Yeah. Well, that, that seems fair. I mean, you put in your time. I had some valuable sitting around. <laughs> Plus, there was coverage live on the Internet. So That's it was true. So practically like being there. Yeah. And that is how I watched the Pro Tour. I did not go, but I watched some coverage. Not a lot of coverage, but I watched some coverage, including uh, the finals. Yeah. Being chained to the desk for the entire event. <laughs> I can tell you it was an awesome event. As as much as complaining there is, it's an amazingly diverse format. I mean, where do you see events at that level where Jerry T and Brad Nelson bring the Niv Magus Elemental that, Kiln Fiend deck? I was I like I was watching it and someone's like, oh, who are you rooting for? It's like right now I'm rooting for Brad Nelson because that is a deck that I would come up with. I wouldn't come up with, but I was like, it was such a crazy combo deck, and I was like. That is all. I was like, that is a man after my own heart with that yes. deck. So Niv Magus Elemental is a rare from Return Ravnica that when you cast an instant or sorcery, it gets a plus one plus one counter. Kiln Fiend gets you know pumped plus two plus zero oh for every anytime you play an instant or sorcery. 
So the goal is to play these guys on one turn one or turn two, swing for lethal within the next two turns by emptying your hand of instants or sorcery. Brad Nelson's round one wins. Here's how it went. Turn two, kill you. Turn four, concede. Turn three, kill you. <laughs> turn four, concede. Just This game has gone on too long. I'm bored at this point. Right. This ain't working. Yeah, that was definitely the deck that I heard being talked about the most yeah. among the people that were at the Pro Tour. The, the first rounds of any constructed event are the ones where the coverage people are trying to find the story. So we're like, what are the decks that are going to be the breakouts? What's going to surprise people? And this is one that we had heard about leading up to the event. Jerry T and Brad were both very candid. They're like, look, this deck will win. It can beat everything except Jund. Yeah. And they're like, we need Jund to be less than 20% of the field for us to do as well as we hope to do. And unfortunately for them, Jund was 30% of the field. I can tell you from my days on coverage that back when we did it, our Mm. hope was always that the best deck in the field was something very fast. Yeah. What you want is a mono-red format where everybody's finished all their games in the first 20 minutes of the round. Yep. It gives you plenty of time for interviews and grab the decks and do deck techs. So that was the deck that started the conversation, but what really became the conversation over the event, uh, Stanislav Sivka's Chase for History, where he went 15-0, and decided to play round 16 in hopes of being, like LSV, undefeated through a Pro Tour. And uh, unfortunately, his deck has... It's not fast. It's not It's not the mono red deck you brought up onto. <laughs> I don't know how much you guys saw it. I know Mike watched some of the coverage, but the eggs deck, which we're calling for coverage purposes second sunrise because second breakfast it, second breakfast that's right yeah. sorry second breakfast because it feels like i said that because it feels like you see another the next morning's dawn by the time the guys turn ins it's one of these uh solitaire decks where you just go off and it takes you 10 minutes to win the game but it won the tournament so what can you say well most people are apparently saying that it wasn't the best deck in the format but it was a brilliant metagame call yeah it's definitely one that at the end of the event we're all like, well, is this going to take over modern? Are we going to see this at every single modern event from here on out? And the truth is, it's fairly easily sideboarded against. Like, if you know about it, Stony Silence and like 29 other cards in the modern metagame can be brought in to, to squelch this deck. Well, I'm really happy that even in the era of the internet and a million websites and a million Magic Online decks, that there can still be a deck that if everyone was ready for it, would have been crushed. But they weren't ready for it, and the element of surprise helped it get all the way to the right. finish. Yeah. That there's still value in an unexpected deck. Everyone thinks that these innovative decks come from like the big teams, come from Channel Fireball, come from Star City, come from the Japanese teams. And this came out of the Czech Republic with Martin Juza and Stanislav Sifka and a handful of other players. And... Uh, the guy playing it by the right way, let's let's not overlook that Stanislav Sivka is an international master at chess. This is not a simple deck to play. That's one more reason that it's not going to take over the metagame. Well, keep in mind, uh, the Czech Republic had one of the earlier world champions in Jakob Schlemmer. They've been very good at magic for a long time. I, I, I had forgotten that. That is an excellent point. I mean, Martin Jews is probably a shoe in for the <laughs> Hall of Fame when he gets on the ballot. Oh, I would think so. Yeah. The Pro Tour as a whole, though, was fantastic for the modern, just showing off modern. 
on, uh, on Twitter, there were a lot of people that got really excited for modern just as a whole. Like this Pro Tour sort of uh, lit that fire, and people got really excited about modern. Obviously, due to some of our big announcement, but also just seeing modern and being in, in the spotlight so big, and seeing the different decks that came out. I mean, you know, modern we've seen it before. And we're like, oh, it's just a storm deck basically. But yeah. right. seeing all the different decks come out, there was a lot of talk, especially on Twitter, about how excited people got for modern. Yeah, modern is actually a, still a relatively young format. We only invented it. Less than a year. Last year. Yeah. 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 It's extremely young, but it's already getting this marquee attention with, you know, Pro Tour competitive play and and becoming a a growing PTQ format. And even more and more, you know, independent events are being organized around it. So it's definitely up and coming, and it does a lot of awesome things for the game in that it's, you know, completely reprintable. Having said that modern is awesome, our next Pro Tour will not be modern, as is the way of the Pro Tours. We'll be changing formats up. As we travel to the east coast of North America, traveling to Canada for Pro Tour Gate Crash in Montreal. We? We? In February, so that's going to be nice and uh, chilly for the competitors. (laughs) It'll be be the full Canadian experience. (laughs) And it'll be my favorite constructed format, which I actually keep up on. Standard with Gate Crash. Yes. It's going to be interesting, and of course, it'll be gate crash draft, so it'll be triple gate crash. There will be no packs of Return to Ravnica cracked at this event. So that means right now we know absolutely nothing about the draft format, but I'm assuming Demir will be the best. Demir, Boros, Orzov, Gruul, and... Bring it home. Nobody help him. Come on. Uh, One more. Simic, Simic, got it. Jeez, Man, oh, look at that. You should, I, can, I can hear uh, Tifa's heartbreaking from this. Yeah, I'm really it's excited. I'm really excited to see where Standard's going to be by then. Uh, yeah. I played Standard for the first time last night. Um, since Return to Ravnica came out, right? It's already like seeing people's decks being different and seeing like how to make my deck different. Speaking of standard, I was talking, Marshall is down here for the Community Cup and the coverage, and he was uh, asking me about my Tommy Omniscience deck, and he talked, and he heard the podcast where I was talking about Palace Age Giant, Ghostly Possession, and uh, the Elocutors. Elecu- okay. Azor's Elocutors. Thank you. El- uh, Elocutors. Ironically, people who speak properly and with precise pronunciation, with good elocution. <laughs> Anyways, he was like, hey, I heard you mention this other crazy deck in the podcast. Are you going to do it? Because I know you will. And I was like, I kind of have to now. And Marshall was like, yeah, you kind of have to now. Well, so yeah, you do. I'm going to end up trying to build. Enjoy it. Like, let's let's take this journey together, Internet, as I try and build a <laughs> Palisades Giant Ghostly Possession Elecutors deck. If there's a card you want him to play and you tweet it at him, he probably will play it. I can. I'll try to find some weird combo with it. That is true. At Michael Robles. Tweet me your combos. <laughs> By all means, we got to see what happens there. We've been talking about the Pro Tour. We've been talking about the next Pro Tour. Now, here's we're going to jump back in time again, something that's already happened for you, not yet happened for us. Magic Game Day for Return to Ravnica. Man, that thing will have going to have been great. <laughs> <laughs> and it will have been standard as well. So uh, hopefully you all made it out to your local stores and got to participate in Game Day. For those of you who haven't caught on yet, we have a standard calendar that we are trying to hold to with each new expansion which is that two weeks after release, we have the Pro Tour, and then a week after that, we have the game day. So the next game day will be especially impacted by the Pro Tour, as they will be, of course, both standard. And I'm sure if Tifa was spell-slinging against you that she crushed you thoroughly with her standard deck. Yeah, that'll teach you to step up to her. That's what she does. I how many, how many games did you win last night? 
I went 3-1. Or the other night. 3-1. Yeah, 3-1. Now, are you going to be improving your deck throughout the day as you spell slaying? <laughs> no. Well. Maybe. <laughs> Only if someone comes up with a really good idea. Because you're going to be playing the same deck a lot. You're going to learn what weaknesses it has. Last time I was spell slinging, I didn't even have time to mm-hmm. take breaks. So I really doubt that I would have time to actually change up my deck. Yeah. The other thing that's been going on, and as Mike, you brought up earlier, is is that as we speak, the Community Cup is going on down here. So, Mike, this is your baby. You've been running the Community Cup this year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been a blast. Uh, Community Cup is normally put on by – it's the Magic Online Community Cup. And in previous years, it's been given to Magic Online. Well, this year, we're like, well, it's the Community Cup. So let's give it to community, and so next year we're giving it to the cup team. I know, crazy. <laughs> and so it was given to me this year, uh, as, as Trick said. So it's my baby, and I've had a lot of help. I've had a lot of really good help uh, putting this together. And so what it is is we take, we get nominations for people that represent the Magic Online community, and we take all of those nominations and we consider who we want, and we fly them out to Wizards of the Coast headquarters, and we will play in various formats. Magic Online. We fly people out in person to play an online game against the people that made the game. And we have an amazing team coming up, including pros like Conley Woods, Jackie Lee are down here. We've got John Laux from Limited Resources, James Moody already run. Some really good, amazing players are down here. It's been the last couple of weeks have been very stressful for me, but it started today and it went off extremely well. I am excited because we have coverage. We've got Rashad, Rich Hagen, and Marshall doing coverage. We got Nate Price doing uh, cover live coverage. I mean, we're doing pro tour style web coverage for the community cup. Right. Very very excited. And that's the first year we're doing that style coverage. Yeah. We've done some ribbon coverage in the past, but we haven't done live streaming or you know cover live stuff. So people should be able to go to dailymtg.com, the very place you got this podcast, and look at some of this coverage Mike is talking about. Yep. It's true. The other thing is is that we're all in this room participating in the Community Cup in various ways. I'm going to be playing the Ravnica block, Return to Ravnica, Unified Constructed, with a deck that Gavin built. Gavin Verhe, who was our guest last episode, built all of the decks for it, and I'm playing this Golgari deck that I'm not sure I'm smart enough to play, but I'm going to try really hard. Uh, Tifa, what are you playing? I'm going to be playing in Return to Ravnica Sealed, and I'm extremely excited that that's the format I get to play because I like building my own decks. So I'll get to build my own deck, and also I feel really strongly because of how much I've played Return to Ravnica. I feel like I'll know what to build with whatever I get and how to play it. Um, And I tried the Magic Online beta for the first time this week, and feel pretty good about it. So, so this going was your, into Friday strong, ready. Ready to, to take home the, the victory. Send them home with sorrows, despair. Anchor the team. That's right. Right. Uh, you mentioned that this was you just started messing with the beta. Uh, what did you think of it? I thought it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the changes from the old client. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it looks a lot cleaner. And I really actually like the steps listed at the top right. and how you can put your uh, stops in place. Yeah, it's, it's much yeah, more I, intuitive. It was much more intuitive, and yeah. I really enjoyed it and picked it up pretty quickly today. Uh, the wide beta is still going on. If you are out there and haven't tried it yet, definitely give it a download. You can find it from our Magic Online section. And MTGonline.com. 
<laughs> Another section of the website that Monty oversees. Also, the Community Cup is being completely played on the Wide Beta Client. Yes, yes, absolutely. Another, another very important thing for us. We're, we are still looking for input and looking for feedback on this Wide Beta. So if you haven't tried it out yet, give it a download, and then there will be a link in the article along with this podcast that will take you to the feedback survey where you can give us a bunch of great feedback to help us make the client better. And your feedback really does matter. They're constantly changing this thing in response yep. to what they're hearing from the community. Yeah, this this is this isn't an email form that isn't getting read. This is absolutely going straight to developers. <laughs> Which ones are the emails that aren't getting read? <laughs> we I, talk about is it the ones to me? They're not because ours. I could save a lot of time. They're not on our website. These are other websites. Oh, oh. those guys. <laughs> Trick. You mentioned the uh, the unified what we're what we're calling unified RGDR. That was actually an idea that the community came up with. The community team came up really? with. Really? Because we were, we were saying we wanted, we pushed, normally the community cup happens in the summer, and we push it a little bit later. And I was like, let's let's put it towards Return to Ravnica, and Return to Ravnica will be there. I was like, how can we just Return to Ravnica the heck out of this thing? Like, we really want it to be about Return to Ravnica. All the players actually have guild pins. We actually will guild they have lined with, so they're all wearing guild pins. So when they do on-camera interviews for the coverage, you'll see that they're, them representing their guild. Um, and I was in a meeting. And I looked over at Ryan Spain, who's the you know Magic Online R and D guru, and I said, "Hey, could we do a unified old Ravnica block with Return to Ravnica? Do you does R and D see any problems with that?" And he thought about it, and he's like, "I don't think so. Let me get back to you." And then within days, he's like, "No, R and D is completely fine with this format." That's awesome. And you know, I was in a meeting with Gavin when he was talking about the unified decks, and he thanked me for doing this. And he's like, yeah. this was a really, he's like, building the decks was definitely a challenge, but it was really fun. And the, what I love about this is this is a format that nobody's seen before. So it's interesting because I got to hear some of what Conley's built. So I've heard of what Conley's built and I've heard what Gavin's built. And it's going to be interesting to watch these matches happen. Yeah. I'm very excited for these matches. And you guys will get to see the matches, how they happen to sense. The Community Cup will be over by the time the podcast goes on. Which means the videos will be on our YouTube channel. Uh, as well, for if you would like to go back and review them, and also all of the deck lists will be posted online. Yes, all the deck lists will be posted online. I'm a little worried about that, as I am playing in kind of a side event that still has point implications for the community cup. And I would like to make clear that my deck, well, it pro- I probably did great. Let's just assume <laughs> that I did great, and I don't need to be making any excuses. That's like a. I think that's a fair assumption. I think we're also going to assume at this point. That clearly the Wizards team won. That seems right. likely. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. been 0-3 for so long. This is our year. Fourth Streaks year. are broken. We will be yeah. the Red Sox. This, this is going to be it, it. It's our program. We made up the formats. Surely we had a reason for what formats we picked. Yeah. We have me and Trick on the team now. That's right. The, the ringers. We, they brought in the true <laughs> ringers this year. Well, we not, we not only have ringers, we've stolen former community members. We Yes. That's but I haven't played on the community team. I never came out for it. Gavin did. Gavin we, did. Gavin yeah. is... That's the one reason we're going to win is Gavin is gunning to be the first person not be on both sides of winning. That is very true. That's awesome. See, I'm actually playing... You guys are playing in somewhat serious formats because we brought in James <laughs> Melody Ready Run. For my deck. Well, we, so we brought in James from Melody Ready Run and... Um, this is podcast number three, and this is the third time I've mentioned Loaded Ready Run. I'm three for three now. They put out videos for us, and, one, and they started making videos for other websites. And one of their videos they do is they do comedy drafts. And so for the multi-ball format, which is sort of a, when it, even if it's a, even if one team is dominated over the other ones, multi-ball can change everything because the scoring is so different. So this year what we decided is we reached out to Graham from Loaded Ready Run, and we said, don't tell James because he can't help, but we're going to do a cube draft where you guys have written wacky draft rules. 
And that is the format that I am playing in. And so Big surprise. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so Dan Emmons and Ryan Spain have been in contact with Graham, and they came up with a rule with about 20 different wacky draft rules. And we're going to get those rules tomorrow, and whichever team is behind, and then they will rules draft those rules. So let each look in. And this won't have any implication on our gameplay, just how we draft. So I probably may have made up drafting something like where I can't draft anything with a greater converter mana cost of four, or I can only draft multicolored creatures first, or multicolored cards first. Or cool hats. Or cool hats. So it's it's one of those things where we wanted to bring in like we're like well James from the Literary Run is here let's do something and he he's like oh I got this James is like this is where I will dominate this format <laughs> this is his jam he's got it yeah that's his jam and so that's the format that I'm playing but I actually really like my my wacky draft team because it's like me Dave Gustin Guskin uh, Rob Schuster like it's those of us that are like all right we know how to have fun with this kind of thing that's awesome the Community Cup is one of those things that having, as we said, come from the community, was fantastic to be on the outside and getting to just see these people recognized for their contributions, for what they've done and how they're known in Magic Online, and see the, the casualness with which Wizards is able to interact with these people. It's also fun to have an event going on in the building. Right. As I said earlier, I was too lazy to go see a pro tour in the very <laughs> city where I live. <laughs> So far, I have not gone and seen the Community Cup, which is 20 feet from the elevator. Right. I'm not saying you're lazy, Monty. How dare you? I mean, go on. I'm not saying you're lazy. You have a highly optimized sense of travel. That's what it is. So you can't stand to deviate. I have things to do. That's right. Well, now, I'm excited. I'm excited just to like get to hang out with them and interact with them. Right. And like yeah. tomorrow, I get to show them around Wizards, and like that's that's going to be really cool. Now, I have to say, we assumed we won. Sure. That seems like a, a safe assumption. I mean, obviously, the four of us won our individual matches. Oh, of course. Clearly. Yeah, I dominated. I was <laughs> Undoubtedly. Like, draft, draft nothing but instance. I got this. If we lost, I'm sure it'll be R&D's fault. Clearly. We, we, we should at least consider the possibility that perhaps we lose. Mana, obviously. It would be a sad day. I mean, I'm not sure how I'd feel about that. I can, I can act. I'm like, oh, oh, you know, we put, we gave it all we could. Well, we just, the shuffle wasn't working for the, us. The community seemed sad. We wanted to do something to perk up their spirits. We took pity on them. Is that they is didn't that the want angle? to be the first team to lose. Yeah. Like, all right, fine. The shame right. of it all. Yeah. You know, next year for Community Cup, we should have captains, just like the World Magic Cup did, where they, we could have a, a pro who walks the sidelines, gives them the inspirational speech, and then we could have Mark Rosewall on our side with a military like you, army helmet. You have no idea how many ideas I already have for next year's Community Cup. <laughs> like, I am already starting their Seattle... Cause what they, like, what's on the tour next year? I, yeah, I'm actually... I've already started the gears for what's on the tour next year. Watching... They're, they're, you know, leadership does come from the community teams. Jackie Lee and Connolly... Um, were in two separate pods for the for the cube draft, and they were running around, and they were each drafting probably about three to six decks. Wow! <laughs> because you can get up and walk around, and you can talk to each other, you can see who's passing to who. Like wow. we, we we allow that. We're like, yes, this can be a thing. You can talk to your teammates. Wow. And Conley and Jackie, like Nate Price, had who's doing our coverage, had to physically leave the area because he was getting scared of being being run over from Conley or Jackie because they were going to and from other PCs, going, don't take this, pass this to this person, don't let that. And it was. I'm going awesome. to immediately suggest we find a way to have one person play eight people at the same time. <laughs> it works in chess. It could work in magic. A multi is something I've wanted to do for magic. Like I, I put together an idea a long time ago of having a pro do a multi of playing like eight intro packs versus eight players with intro packs. Yeah. So they didn't have to worry about the deck instruction. They didn't yeah. have to worry about the deck lists. They could know what each deck was playing. 
but I just I never was able to pull it off. So I, I think we should definitely make that happen. I think it's great to see the community like really unify itself you know, against come us. Here and, <laughs> but, yeah, but it's it's really cool to hear that you know Jackie and Conley were like, all right, let's let's all bond together over yeah. this. Like, that's oh, awesome. for sure, yeah. I mean, and they've. A couple times, I don't know if it was jokes or not, but a couple times they would somebody would talk about like what decks they're building. And Conley's obviously building the decks. But when it came to decisions, they were like, "Ask Jackie, she's team leader." Yep. You know, so there's already these personas are coming coming forth as like the real leaders of the community team. So and it's cool. It's definitely cool to watch. Like I said, it was amazing to watch those two run ragged between three or four computers each. Right. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. The community cup is one of those things that I was like, man, you know, if I had my way, we do this every month. You know, it's just one of those things that's so awesome. But then I think, uh, man, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. We got to make cards. We got to we got to make websites. I'm gonna sleep Marketing. really good. The Marketing after. So it's gonna carry us through the rest of this week. Next week, when you guys are listening to this episode here in the U.S., we actually have a holiday that's, I mean, it's known around the world, but it's mainly big here in the U.S. And that is Halloween. Ooh. October 31st every year. Boo. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> Because then it sounds like I'm booing. Halloween is my favorite holiday ever, ever since I was a child. Well, then how about... Here we go. Halloween, for those of you who don't know, is where kids in America dress up in costumes and get candy. Or it's where adults in America dress up in costumes and go to parties. It, It struck me as I was laying out the itinerary of the episodes and discussion topics is that magic has a lot of things that tied up thematically to Halloween. I mean, we just came from the Innistrad block. We've got costumes. We've got characters. We've got symbols. Like, I, I know that I love to carve pumpkins. I do magic-themed pumpkins. Nice. I have done Planeswalker symbol, and I did the uh, the mana symbols a couple of years ago. Oh. Not is there, recently. Is there a Boros symbol this year? I'm thinking Boros is a definite possibility. <laughs> you have to do ten. Ten you pumpkins. You can do ten pumpkins, dude. No. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can. We will post a picture of Trick's ten pumpkins he's going to carve this weekend oh. with the, when this when this gets posted. I will do as many as I can. Maybe, maybe what I'll do is I'll do five pumpkins and do a symbol on each side. Ooh, we'll we'll see if I'm able to do that. But uh, like a lot of work. I keep throwing stuff at each other. Mike's in the build whatever combo deck. Trick's going to carve ten pumpkins. <laughs> We're going to just keep volunteering each other for things. <laughs> Tifa, you better be on the lookout. Where you're going to get a simic tattoo. Oh yeah. wait. Oh, yeah. on it. Already on it. <laughs> Stuff like that. Monty, we wanted to grab you and bring you in for this because you are the author of the Arcanas. I am. This is right up that alley. Well, there were a couple Arcanas we did a few years ago about this store that did Costume Vanguard. Oh, that's interesting. You dressed up as a character in Magic, and then when you played Magic, you got the benefits of that character. So Vanguard is an old format that Magic used to support, which you would have these cards that sort of like in Commander we have Command Zone, where the card is there from the start of the game. And so it has this effect. And it really, we don't do the format in Paper Magic anymore, and it still has a bit of an audience, but not a huge following for Magic Online. So this was back in the days of when we actually supported Vanguard, and that's an awesome idea. I mean, you could have Joyra as as your uh, Vanguard card, or you could have Karn. You could have a whole bunch of these different the characters. Big. Yep. I just want to see the makeup for Momir. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of when people dress up as magic characters. Yeah. Like if anybody, so am I. If anyone does dress up as a really cool looking character, feel free to email me. I'm linked off of every Arcana. I may have to make you fill out a legal form, but I would love to run your picture on the website. As yes, this person did the best costume. 
Listen, what about tweets? Can we get some tweets? Yeah. Hashtag MTG Halloween. Yeah. Hashtag MTG Halloween. All right. And listen, I love the Planeswalkers. But everybody dresses as the Planeswalkers. Right. Like, I dressed as, the, right. as Liliana the Veil last year. Liliana's cool. Chandra's cool. It's really neat to make a hoodie that looks like Jace. Like, I'm totally in favor of that. But if somebody dresses like something crazy, like if you dress like Silhouette, dress like <laughs> Silhouette. We had quite a few Watsy employees last year that dressed as other cards. And, of course, now I'm not going to be able to remember any of them. I would love to see a Squee Goblin Nabob costume. Yeah. <laughs> Just the giant red robe that pools around your feet. Uh, Michelle Brunus was Dream Twist. Dream Twist. That's Dream what twist. it is. That's yeah, see, that's an obscure one. Yeah. yeah. See, I want to see someone dress up as, like, Delver of Secrets and then, like, halfway through the day become the insect. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what's up now? Just because also that'd be really freaky to run into, yeah. like, at lunch on the elevator. I'd be like, I'll take the next one. I'm good, thanks. Well, I have a friend who wants to dress as the Celestia Guild Mage, um, V2 Gazi Guild Mage, right. at some point. I'm going to dress as Invisible Stalker and not come in. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good plan. And no one can target you anyway. It's one of those things where had I put more thought and had the time, I probably would have done the Nimbus Guild Mage. He's in what, the, st- the striped yeah. pants. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Striped pants and the cool, like, white. Yeah. There was a post on Reddit of this guy. He was, like, eight years old. I had the most awesome costume out there. And he was a giant cardboard Shivan Dragon. It was a sandwich board costume. It was, it was awesome. a sandwich board costume. And he was the old school Shivan Dragon. I was like, that is awesome. I was yep. like, you were the nerdiest kid out there. And I'm sure, like, nobody got it except for, like, your really hard <laughs> But he was, like, eight, nine years old. And he's, nice. like, big, cheesy grin. He's like, look at how awesome my costume is. And it's yeah. just a board. I am a big dragon. fan of costumes that involve a lot of cardboard. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> if you're dressed like a robot, it had better be completely boxy. <laughs> if money was no object and you had you had the budget, you had the materials, you didn't even have to make it yourself. You just like, I mean, if you wanted to make it yourself, you can. If you can go as any Magic the Gathering character for Halloween this year, what would it be? I would hate to steal my friend Liz's idea, but I would love to be the V2 Gazi Guild Mage, actually. I think the art on that card is incredible. Um, that would be an awesome costume to pull off. Given that it's Celestia, I can't say I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just going to say, if I had the unlimited budget, we're talking movie, like yeah. sci-fi channel you can, you face-off yes. style yeah. co- co- money. This is how you make a latex mask. That's right. I would be Niv-Mizzet. Nice. I think that a giant dragon costume would be amazing. Just climb, in, just climb into the dragon in our lobby. Right. And be like, what's up? <laughs> If I, if I wasn't going to do that, I would probably uh, go old school and be a hipster and be a Urza. I think I'm going to have to go with the Mimeoplasm. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most, the least possible. Okay, you know those things you see on people's front yards during Christmas, like the giant Santa Claus that's got like a leaf blower <laughs> inflating right. him? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, you use that technology and garbage bags to create the amorphous, messy blob <laughs> effect, and then you just have things sticking out, right. like a moose head or Hulk hands. <laughs> or a sad oak. Yeah. Oh my god, I was just going to say that. Then you put the whole thing on like a uh, shopping cart. And then you can get around. Go. <laughs> I got plans. That's that's that is a plan. That, that is a better plan than I would have come up with. Robles. I think because it's the most adorable thing ever, I would be the doorkeeper. <laughs> I love the doorkeeper. Yep. He's the homunculus that hangs out on top of the door, and he's got the little like javelin guy with the big eye, and he's got like look it up. He's amazing. <laughs> And I would do. I would just hang out. I would just sit there as like my little homunculus blob self and just I, hang out. I could be. Uh, that'd be. That'd be a fun costume. That'd be a good one. 
Oh, wait, change my mind. I want to dress up as silhouette. <laughs> you look so happy. Well, I think that, I mean, we got a lot of great ideas for magic costumes. We got a lot of great ideas for magic pumpkin carving. I've got a lot of carving I have to do now, thanks a lot, my <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited to see all the tweets. Yes. You could see use the, what people have been doing for Halloween. You could use those little softball sized pumpkins to speed the process up. I might. Wouldn't that be like, it's so much tinier, though? It's not a matter. It's not a, the scooping out is faster though. So here's where scoop. Here's where I'm concerned is the Celestia symbol. Like, how am I going to do all of those little pieces of roots without Let's it see. just looking like a giant curve? I'm going to have to figure that part out. But I wanted to talk briefly, as we've said in the last two episodes, and I want to keep it sort of a running topic for this show is the internal league. We are running through our Return to Ravnica internal league. It's now week three. I haven't gotten into play since having gone at the Pro Tour and just getting back and getting everything started, but I wanted to check with everyone else here. You know, Monty, how, how are you doing in the league? Well, I have not played a lot because I was out for a week when it started, but I have finally won a match. My deck is Golgari, based largely on the strength of five of my six rares that I opened fitting into that color scheme. That seems like a good plan. My goal is to play Vraska and kill someone with assassins. I have not <laughs> done so yet, even though I've gotten assassins actually on the table. Nice. One of them as big as a 3-3, thanks to Scavenge. They died what? right away. <laughs> Very sad. The best card in my deck, however, turned out to be Collective Blessing, the enchantment that gives everything plus 3, plus 3. One of Tifa's favorites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is the only card in my deck that involves white mana. To support it, I have one planes, two X-Bane Guardians, and a Gate Reaper Vine. That's all you need. That yeah, is all I seriously. need. Good all enough. the games I have won, I have won just because I played that and my opponent said, oh, well, I was playing Rakdos, but my 2-1 doesn't do anything at all anymore. <laughs> I have won games with the exact same way, actually. <laughs> Collective Blessing Scoop. So the lesson I can give people is, if you're playing Sealed and you have a way to cram Collective Blessing into your deck, <laughs> do it at any cost. It doesn't matter. Mike, what were you? how are you doing in the league? Uh, good. So we do this We do this draft where we get, a, we get a new pack every week. And if you want to, you can just go and grab your pack or you can draft your pack. Um, and I love the draft in the pack because what we've done this, this year or this time for the league is you will sit in your guild seat. So you do a draft with five people, and you will sit in your guild, and you're essentially drafting your colors. And when I started out in the league, I was doing uh, Rakdos with a little hit of Golgari. I had thrown in the Trust Trolls. I no longer have any Golgari. I am straight up Rakdos, 100%. Thanks to my, my last draft, I got a bunch of Traitorous Instinct. Yep. Yeah, I got three of those in the draft. Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I got three of those. I got some more unleashed characters. So Traitor's Instinct is R and three. Sorcery, you gain control of a target creature an opponent controls. It gets plus two, plus zero, oh, and haste until end of turn. Yes. And then you return it back to yep. the owner. And so I, I played a match against somebody that previously beat me one year, and she was two drafts ahead of me. So I was like, all right, well, we should be using the match. And I just stomped her two out of three games. Like I keep feeling like that draft format is abusable somehow. Oh, for sure. Not I got three traitor's instincts. It is. Well, it was awesome. You're, you're playing fair. My logic is everybody's sitting where their guild is. Now, not everybody's playing just the two colors of their guild, but most people are by this point. Yeah. So that means you know what two colors are coming before you and after you. And everybody's sat so you don't sh- share a color. But I feel like this might be the time for me to start drifting out of Golgari and start drafting Is it? Because the person after me thinks they're going to be an is it. <laughs> well, see, and I drafted this week, but there were so many Selesnia people 
that a Celestian person sat in the Golgari seat, and I felt like that was a huge disadvantage. Oh, for sure, yeah. I actually see yeah. a lot of good cards. There are conflicting motivations for what guild to be in, too, because if you're in the guild with the most people who get... If you're in the guild that gets the most victories, something good will happen at the end of the league. Right. But if you're in the guild with the least people, you get a seat right away at the draft. Right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, I like it. I'm sorry, Trick, I cut you off. But That's okay. I, I was just going to say, I, I haven't had a chance to play. I, I missed my last draft, so I need to go bust a pack and modify my deck. But... uh the league is one of our. It's, it's one of my greatest joys. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, man, I'm having a rough day. Post on the boards. Who wants to play a league match? And I can go play Magic for 20, 30 minutes and, and just get away. I wish I was better at making time for games. Because I think right now I've only played like five games. And one of those, we're not even done. We're one right. one, so. Yeah, it's weird that you have to sit down and tell yourself, this is important for my job. Right. Yeah. I have to be playing more magic. No, that's why everyone out there hates right. us because we just admitted that we have to play magic for our job. I got it's co- such a hard job. Well, I have to say, guys, it's three episodes down, two guests down. Monty, you're our second guest for the episode. Congratulations for the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be guest number two. <laughs> I've always dreamed of being the second guest well, on a podcast. It's, it's, it, I mean, being a TV connoisseur like you are, you know that you know you have the pilot episodes, and then the second episode is where, where the job gets done. The first episode, they're not sure if they're going to get picked up, so the second episode is really the best episodes. Is it? Not oh, really. I'm, I, just, I'm trying to make it sound I have better. serious worries about Arrow in that case. <laughs> <laughs> but, you go back to watching Arrow. I have to go play my lead match. Mike Tifa, always a pleasure. Let's uh, let's give our Twitter handles. I'm at Monty underscore Ashley. You can always find me at, at Michael Robles. At Tifa Mayan. And I'm at Trick MTG. For Daily MTG, we will see you all in two weeks.